This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen. How's it going, Miles? It's going good, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm gearing up for a brand new year. This happens annually. I know, right? But it definitely feels like it has been 2020 for two years. Yeah, we'll see does. if it continues to feel like it's 2020 in the new year. But as you're listening to this, it's New Year's Eve, I believe, right? Friday's New Year's Eve? Friday is, yes. Wow. 2021 <laughs> is done, Miles. We've been thinking back on 2021 a lot. If you listen, last week we did our year in review episode. We had our year in review issue of The Pulse a couple of weeks ago. I think it's time to finally start looking forward to the next year. It's here. It's time. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> what, ready or not, it's, it's going to be 2022, which does every year to you feel like that's not a real year? No. What do you mean? Like when you're writing it out, you're like, 2022 doesn't make any sense. Oh, when you first start... Yeah, right. yeah it, it looks odd. I know. 2020, I think, was the big one for me because I was like, there's no way we're out of the teens. Well, for me especially, it starts to feel particularly old at this point. Because I, I remember, like, the first New Year I remember was, I think, I think it was 1986. And I think I was watching some, might have been the, the big New Year's Eve bash thing. And they were putting a time capsule in the ground that they were going to open in the year 2000. Whoa. And I remember thinking, like, that is so far from now. Like, when are we ever going to get to the year 2000? And right. eight-year-old me did not really understand the concept of time. Yeah, or when you think about all of the sci-fi movies that are set, like, in 2019 or 2021. Like, I'm pretty sure Back to the Future 2 is, like, 2019 or something like yeah. that. So we're nowhere close to... Actually, I shouldn't say nowhere close. We are weirdly more advanced and less advanced than we would have thought is weird yeah because like we don't have hoverboards but we kind of do like we, we have boards that basically hover although oh, they still sure. touch the ground and then like when you look back on early science fiction it's fascinating how like futuristic tech is nowhere close to what we actually have like when you think about star wars and their targeting computers still look <laughs> like the computers of the 80s and not like what we have now yeah it is weird how when we would think you know when we try to imagine the future we kind of we kind of imagine the general idea of what something can do, but we're really bad at, at imagining the general idea of what something would look like. Right. And like nobody that I know of, I've never seen a depiction of the future from a while ago that had like everybody attached to smartphones or tablets or anything like that. Yeah. And now when you watch sci-fi, it's either holograms or my favorite is the tablets that you can see through. Like the oh, all glass tablets, sure. like that's yeah. the future. That, that's as far as we can think. Like, what is this going to look like in 20 years? Well, I guess it would just be a plane of glass. And also all paper is replaced by tablets. If you've ever noticed that people will just have these disposable iPads that like, here's your assignment. And it's just an iPad. And they're never like, all right, give me that back. It's got all my pictures on <laughs> that's it. That's a good point. It's just like, it's basically paper. You know what I love about TV shows watching them now? Like almost, I, I shouldn't say almost all, but most people of some level of importance now, it seems like they all have like earbuds or some sort of uh, ear device to listen and make their calls, right? But then when you watch a TV show, 
they're always doing it with the phone held up to their ear. And you're like, you wouldn't be doing that. Or just they're always like talking into it on speakerphone. And it's all for expositional purposes for movies and TV shows. So like, yeah, you need to see what it is. Or if they yeah. do have an earpiece, they put their finger to the earpiece. Yes. So that you know that they're using it to communicate. Do you ever do that with your, your AirPod and <laughs> no. put your finger up to it and go? <laughs> oh, only if I need somebody else to know that I'm on the phone. Right. That's the only reason you do it. It's a and that's I what would, actors do. They, yeah. they need to let the audience know that this is me talking on the phone, not talking to myself like a crazy person on the street. So one last, one last thing about like futurism in older movies. I have seen all of the Matrix movies, but I saw them all when the third one came out. So I don't remember any of them, right? I remember basically nothing about them. I'm rewatching them now to watch the fourth one before it leaves HBO Max. And okay, number one, the first Matrix movie holds up really well. Yeah, it's like it still does. really, really cool. The only thing that maybe doesn't hold up as much is like the school shooter iconography, which was co-opted from the matrix and not adapted by the matrix. You know what I mean? Like everyone was like, Oh, guns and leather trench coats that became like the school shooter uniform. That's the only thing that watching it now. I'm like, mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah. What year did the matrix come out? The first one is it 97. No, I think it either 99 or in the two thousands. Cause I think the last one came out maybe in 2003, something like that. But regardless, watching it again, not only does it super hold up, but the technology is fascinating because they have super high tech futuristic flip phones inside the matrix in order to get in and out. They go through the, the landline telephone and it has like a receiver that you like pick it up from. Oh yeah. And there's even some like rotary dial kind of iconography in it but then when they're in the matrix they communicate with each other with flip phones <laughs> and it's like whoa that's the future i just looked up the matrix came out in 99 you would have been what how old 99 i would have been i was born in 93 so okay. i would have been so you're like six years old so you yeah. that was mind-blowing when that came out like the special effects from the matrix that was just like going in and seeing a movie and going wow, movies can now be something totally different. Yeah, like, It was just so different. The special effects and everything that they did in that with CGI and stuff just blew your mind. And mm -hmm. plus, the story is just a really good sci-fi story. Yeah, It's one that you like leave the theater and you're thinking about it. You're like, am I in the Matrix now? Yeah, like It really did stick with you. But the, the special effects, everything is still living off those special effects today. Mm -hmm. Kind of like for a while, the first Terminator set the stage and then Terminator 2 did that in I think 1990, 91. Yeah. And that was one of those that really blew your mind and like, oh, movies are a different thing now. Well, and people still talk about Terminator 2, the special effects on the like bad Terminator. Yeah. How he would turn into like Melting, silver goo. Yeah. People still talk about the scene where he like phases through the, the bars. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right about the Matrix. I and fall a lot asleep of it, to that every night. Really? Yeah. The first... That's how I count sheep. Or the, the Matrix special effects, the reason that they hold up is because there's not a ton of CGI in it. It's a lot of practical effects. Yeah, because they had a lot of those like bungee cord things that they filmed everything with against a green screen kind yeah. of deal. Or like the iconic shots where the camera spins around people. Like that's practical. You do that in camera. Whereas now you could, you know, presumably CGI that, yeah. that type of thing. Back then you just took, you know a thousand pictures out of a hundred cameras arranged in a circular grid. Yeah. Nowadays we'd all just go on to like, I don't know, it's how we would mock up remodeling our house and do a 3d rendering where we're spinning around it yeah. and everything. It's like, it's not even a big deal. All right. Well, that's the podcast this week. Uh, <laughs> just glad, us talking about the matrix. Yeah. I'm glad that you uh, went I, down I, memory lane. I have watched the matrix probably. I, I haven't watched the new one, but that was right in my wheelhouse as I think 1999, I turned 21 and uh, we actually found out that you could sync up 
certain scenes in the Matrix to Fat Boy Slim songs. Okay. I'm really dating myself here. And we would do that at Husby's. I know you, <laughs> but we would actually do that at like midnight at Husby's sometimes is play Fat Boy Slim and then sync it up to the Matrix. And, you know, I think maybe you had to have a, a few beverages in you sure. to really think that they were like made for each other. Right. But uh, I, I might have watched that hundreds of times. Well, like I said, I watched them in 2003 or four. So right after the third one came out. So I was probably 13 in that zone. I don't remember anything. So it's, <laughs> it's fascinating to watch them again and learn what they actually are. And like I said, totally hold up. So if anybody wants to do a Matrix rewatch with me, I'll be doing it through January. Let's talk about uh, the stuff that we do the podcast for, right? <laughs> Let's give people some useful information here in the, the back half of it. It's New Year's. We'll, we'll go through this quickly. I basically just want to talk about what people can do for New Year's. I didn't really celebrate New Year's growing up. I would go to like a friend's house and watch the ball drop, but that was kind of it for New Year's events. Yeah. So New Year's was always like, stay inside, watch the ball drop. That's it. Just kind of a party. I'm assuming you have a different experience well, as a kid, I was, you know, it was a kitty cocktail night, you know, but yeah. it's much different now. I'd imagine like down in Sevastopol, there's a big party going on, big rager where you live. Yeah, an institute. Yeah. There's a couple of people at the institute bar. <laughs> Do you think they even put the ball drop on the TV there? <laughs> well, probably not. Okay. Maybe some dollars drop off the ceiling. Well, the reason that I pose the question that way is because... New Year's has become more special to me since I've moved here because there are kind of iconic things that happen here on New Year's that, you know, I just didn't have that type of community growing up. So one of them is recent, the cherry drop. Yeah. But then you think about like the polar bear plunge that's been going on for decades. 35 years. Yeah. And you've got these bigger things. Some Most of these things are, I guess, maybe new, like the, the ice skating at the rink and the fireworks. Are those more new? Yeah. For a long time, it was like the New Year's Day parade was the, like kind of the only thing. Then the polar plunge came around. If you wanted to go freeze in the water, it was really cool, but not everyone really partakes in that. And it's pretty pretty quick thing to watch too. You're just in and out. And then you're like, okay, now what? Not that the Egg Harbor Parade is exactly the longest New Year's Day parade, but that would, it was always just a fun thing. Be like, all right, here's the thing we do. And that was about it. But then, yeah, with the cherry drop and the advent of that, and Sister Bay had started doing some fireworks and, and skating a couple of years before that. But I was shocked when, when they first started talking about doing this cherry drop. I'm like, oh, this is a cheese ball thing that they're <laughs> doing in Sister Bay. And it's a huge crowd and it's a lot of fun, actually. I mean, one, just to watch it and go like, wow, I, I hope it works. <laughs> there is a lot of that of, hmm, it's kind of windy. Or is the crane going to work? Has it frozen? Like, is it? secured yeah. structurally <laughs> but well, and when you think about like why would i want to be out at midnight on january 1st and freeze my butt off but that's what people do in new york right like yeah. you sit at home and you watch people doing that and not a lot of people get that experience right so to actually have a smaller scale event that's still well attended and a lot of fun and there's yeah. community buy-in with it and the businesses are open and doing stuff to celebrate it it's cool. It's, it's just cool to small, be able to go do it. It's a cool small town thing. And everyone's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to get my dinner in and then swing on up there and catch the ball drop. Like, I don't know this year with a 18 month old, if I'm going to make it down there or not, but it's only a mile from my house. I could practically see it. If I climb the tree outside, maybe yeah. I'll do that. Or just go sit in your backyard and listen to it. You could probably hear it. I, I can hear it and I can definitely hear the fireworks. And hopefully this year I remembered to put my dog in the house before they start lighting off the fireworks because last year I had to spend a fairly significant portion of my new year's eve riding my fat bike around my house to try and find my dog <laughs> thank you to the old lady who took care of my dog for a while because she ran two miles away ended up way down on north bay road and just walked into this lady's house and sat down and 
took a nap. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good PSA. There will be fireworks on New Year's. For Secure your who- dogs in the Sister Bay area. Mm-hmm. My childhood dog passed away because of fireworks. Got freaked out, ran away, and got hit by a car. What? Yeah. Oh my God, that is so sad. I know. It was my childhood dog of like 11 or 12 years. Her name was Raven. She was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But she got really afraid of the fireworks and got hit by a car. My sister's family has a dog named Raven. Your dog lives on through theirs. Perfect. Was it black? Yes, it was. So Raven was a Shih Tzu. She was black. She had a little bit of white on her like chin and a little bit of white on her chest. But she also had the world's worst teeth that would stick out of her lips while her mouth was closed, which was hilarious. That sounds horrible. Like ugly. She was cute though. I'll find a (laughs) picture. I'll find a picture. Maybe I'll make Raven the podcast picture for, for today so everyone can see her goofy teeth. The three people who are still listening after our Matrix 10-minute discussion. So that's the cherry drop going on. Uh, You mentioned the fireworks, but the ice rink is going to be open for kind of a late-night skate too, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know how late they'll go, but it's definitely going into the evening. And I think they're typically open till 9. I I double-checked those hours on their Facebook page, Teresa K. Highlander Community Ice Rink. But yeah, the weather looks cold enough, so it looks like they're going to have ice all through the week. So they're open now and should be open and broomball play starts next week but if you got kids and you want to entertain them on new year's eve they got the fire pit going they'll have concessions hot beverages and everything down there so check Are it the out fireworks on new year's eve or new year's day it's just new right. year's eve okay Eight o'clock. so head down watch the fireworks get a skate in if it's still open then hang out for the cherry drop get up bright and early to go do <laughs> the polar bear plunge the next day yeah uh, so the polar plunge isn't until noon so you don't even have to get up bright and early oh, unless you stay up until six the night before, then noon is bright and early the next yes, day. Yes, that's true. So Polar Bear Plunge obviously is coming up. You talked to J.R. Jarsh about the Polar Bear Plunge on Wednesday. So if yeah. people haven't listened to that, I would recommend it. I'm sure you guys went into the history of the event and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we talked about the history of it and how we ended up doing this in the first place. But also, it's just fun talking to Jr. He's like, he's just a goofy guy. Like yeah. Some people have asked me, do you think that Door County has the characters that it used to, like that kind of like the Norbly wrote about and stuff and some of the stuff you read about in the older books? And I don't think we have as many as we used to, but we still got guys like J.R. Jarsh and he fits that bill. Right. And then there's the Egg Harbor Parade on New Year's Day. Christine Tierney will be leading that off in her Santa suit for the 41st and potentially final year this year. Really? I told. She goes through and twirls her baton through town, so... She's been doing it a long time. Does she have a protege? Will there be a dancing I, Santa? I don't know. I th- there are discussions of what will replace her if she finally does hang it up. Yeah. Do auditions for the next dancing Santa. Is there anything else going on on New Year's Day? I mean, that's a pretty loaded docket as it is, but. Well, yeah, there are some uh, first day hikes. I think Crossroads at Big Creek has a guided hike. Whitefish Dunes has some activities on New Year's Day. You can do a hike up at, at Newport. And if you don't want to do a guided hike, you can just go on a hike. <laughs> the uh, A couple of years ago, my, my wife had to work in India. She had to go travel to India on, on New Year's Day. So because she is like the, the biggest FOMO person I know, she still wanted to stay up and do the cherry drop, then get a couple hours of sleep, then wake up early, drive to Chicago, catch her flight on New Year's Day. So since she was doing that, I decided, well, I'm going to get up with you and I'm going to have to do something on New Year's Day. So went out to Appleport, watched the sunrise, Went down and got a first day fat bike ride in down at Snowcraft Nordic in Sturgeon Bay and came back up, hit the Egg Harbor Parade. Just tried to do a lot of stuff in on that first day. And it's just, just really satisfying to, especially to get outside, but just to try and do a bunch of stuff. So hit a park, hit a land trust preserve, go for a hike. It's a great way to kick off your new year. 
or just sit on your couch and watch some movies. Well, I was going <laughs> to say that so you too. you covered the the biggest New Year's resolution, which is to get fit. Right. That's everybody's biggest one. So you can go out, you can do some hikes. I know that another resolution that I hear a lot is I want to read more in the new year. Mm -hmm. Right. So here's my plug for Door County Reads. Their events are kicking off in February or really starting to kick off in February. But you can get both of the books by Matthew Perry um, and start reading them through January so that you're ready. I'm sure there are books by Matthew Perry from Friends, but this is a book by Michael Perry from Wisconsin. Who's Matthew Perry? Did you ever watch Friends? No. Matthew Perry is one of the actors on Friends. Oh, all right. Which character did he play? I can't remember his name. Well, either one. If you want to participate in Door County Reads, though, probably Michael Perry. Yeah, that'd probably be the better one. What are the two books from Michael Perry? Uh, I think they're reading Population 45, which is one of the first books I read that really made me jealous because I was like, oh, man, that's the book I should write about a small town and you already did it. Damn it. Because it really does feel like you read Population 45, you might as well be reading about growing up and living in your own small town in Door County and volunteering for the local fire department. I mean, it really reminds me a lot of watching my, my dad was a volunteer firefighter growing up. So it, like it really resonates. And then the other one is, I think they're reading truck trucks, a love right. story about rebuilding an old truck. Well, there you go. It's about much more than that, but that's a, so those are, those sorry, are the Mark. two. <laughs> I did not do that justice at all. They're, those are the two big resolutions. Want to get a fit, go on a hike, want to read more, participate in Door County raids. So anything else that you can think of that people should know about as we go into New Year's or should we just wish you know what everybody? They should do? People should resolve to be nicer. That's a good one. More thoughtful, maybe. Not so much. I don't care if you're nice as much, although, you know, it's a good thing to do. But think before you. Well, you said be more thoughtful, which I feel like has a different connotation than literally just think about it a second time before you do it. Yeah, it's right? more of. And that's how basic we're we're getting with this, right? Like before you post your comment on Facebook, just think about it one more time. And <laughs> yeah. just once. I, I delete a lot of things that I begin to post and I'm just like, nope, not worth it. This will just pull me into a rabbit hole. Yeah. But my thinking is more like, you know, it, it's about that, but it's also about like be thoughtful about the people around you. Take a second to think about other people's circumstances a little bit more before you decide that, oh, this is this is what I need to say about this thing, or this is what we have to do, or you're wrong, or you're this, or whatever. But like, everyone's got their own stuff. <laughs> so just be a little more thoughtful about that. I think that would, just that simple thing would make everyone's day a little bit better. Yeah, here's a tip. I'm focusing on Facebook comments, but before you comment on Facebook, keep like a stack of post-it notes next to your keyword, and then write your comment out, like physically write it out. And then after you've physically written it out with a paper and pen, then decide if it's still worth posting. That's a good idea. I feel like people would post maybe 10% of what they were going to post if they had to like write it out and think about it before they just were like, yeah, I'll hit enter. Write it out and then go, would I say this to their face? And if you wouldn't, then don't, don't post it and don't send it. Well, Miles, with that, I think we should wish everybody a happy New Year's and uh, let people enjoy the festivities. And uh, I'll talk to you again in the new year. Happy New Year, Andrew. Good luck riding that cherry down to the ground. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.